Hi everyone, this is Peter. In today's episode, we will explore what it might look like to stay the course towards eternity. When we start a race, we need to know where the finish line is. We also need to have the determination to stay the course. Both are important. Knowing the destination and having the determination. We will explore that further today. I want to begin by reading from Revelation 5. The book of Revelation can be confusing, but the big picture view of Revelation is that it's a book about the cosmic war between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness. But this cosmic war isn't just up in the sky somewhere distant. It's a war that plays out on earth. And the book of Revelation teaches the church to remain faithful to God and his kingdom purposes as we constantly experience temptations to fall back into idolatry, especially when facing trials and persecution. It's a book meant to encourage the church to stay the course towards eternity. In Revelation 5, John receives this vision. We read, Then I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll with writing on both sides and sealed with seven seals. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming in a loud voice, Who is worthy to break the seals and open the scroll? But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth could open the scroll or even look inside it. I wept and wept because no one was found who was worthy to open the scroll or look inside. Then one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. See, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the Root of David, has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. Here we see John weeping and weeping because no one was worthy to open the scroll. Why was he weeping? The scroll contained writing about the coming of God's kingdom. Opening the scroll would unleash the kingdom of God onto earth, waging war against the kingdom of darkness, and ultimately bring about a new heavens and a new earth. The fact that no one was able to open the scroll meant that the kingdom of darkness led by Satan would continue to impose its will and power over humanity forever and ever. This causes John to weep. But then one of the elders tells John, See, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has triumphed. He is worthy to open the scroll. The language, lion of the tribe of Judah and root of David, is military language, foretelling a conquering king who will come and destroy the enemies of God as King David did in his time. This mighty figure, this lion of the tribe of Judah, this conquering king is worthy. That's, why John, that's what John was told to see. What he actually sees is something completely different and almost shocking. Verse 6 says, Then I saw a lamb, looking as if it had been slain, standing at the center of the throne. Instead of the lion, he sees a slain lamb. And it is the slain lamb who stands at the center of the throne of God who is worthy to open the scroll. When the lamb opens the scroll, the conflict between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan greatly intensifies. There are strange images of beasts, a woman in labor, dragons with many heads, and so forth, which are prophetic images of this world at war. It's a spiritual vision of all that was happening and would unfold on this physical earth. Ultimately, in the end, the kingdom of God will be victorious and will judge evil and the wicked. The end picture is given in Revelation 22. It reads, Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb down the middle of the great street of the city. 
On each side of the river stood a tree of life, bearing twelve crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and the Lamb will be in the city, and his servants will serve him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light, and they will reign forever and ever. This cosmic war between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness began with the Lamb standing at the center of the throne of God opening the scroll. The cosmic war ends with the Lamb, again at the center of the throne, having defeated Satan and his kingdom of darkness, establishing a new heaven and a new earth as described in Revelation 21 and 22. At the center of the storyline, the one who carries the redemption story of God to completion from beginning to end is this Lamb of God. I said at the beginning that we will be exploring how we can see the course towards eternity. For me, I am finding that the answer is simply this. Fix my eyes on the Lamb. It's the Lamb that was slain, who was worthy to open the scroll and unleash the kingdom of God onto earth. It's the same Lamb who will be victorious and bring our broken humanity to full redemption. If we fix our eyes on the Lamb, we will always be headed in the right direction. Take our eyes off of Him, and we will be tossed by the winds and the waves. This is why the author of Hebrews commands us to run with perseverance the race marked out for us. How should we do that? He says, fix your eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of your faith. On April 16th of this year, God spoke to me through a dream. In the dream, I was at a prayer gathering and we were praying for revival. There was the sense that we were on the brink of a mighty move of God. As the prayer meeting went on, I took a walk to tell others about this prayer meeting and call others to pray as well. When I went back to the prayer meeting, I was drawn to a glass balcony door. I went over to look out the door, and when I did, I saw a vision. I looked out and saw a sea of mountains, and all of a sudden, they all started crumbling down. I felt shocked and frightened, so I just jumped back from that vision. What's going on? I wondered to myself. But then I felt the Spirit of God nudging me to go back to see more. There was more that God wanted to show me, so I went back to the balcony door and looked out again. I saw another vision. This time, right in front of me, I saw a huge lamb. It was almost unreal because it was unnaturally big and powerful looking. It wasn't a small, weak lamb, but a strong and powerful one. Then I woke up. When I woke up, I was drawn to Psalm 46. It starts by saying this, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear though the earth gives way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. In my dream, the mountains were falling. The world seemed to be falling apart and I was full of fear. Psalm 46 reminded me to not be afraid even if the mountains come crumbling down. Why? Verse 4 says, There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is with her. She will not fall. See, the earth and all its systems, like the nations and kingdoms, may seem strong, but they will come crumbling down. Don't be afraid when they do, the psalmist says, but instead put your hope in God. He is establishing a kingdom that will never fall. The imagery we see here in verse 4 is similar to what we read in Revelation 22 of the city of God with a river running right through it. 
but most importantly, it's where the Most High dwells. And of course, we saw in Revelation 22, both God Almighty and the Lamb were at the throne where the Most High dwelt. In my dream, I believe God was telling me that no matter what is happening around me, don't fix your eyes on those things, but to fix my eyes on the Lamb. He's not a small, weak Lamb. He's a mighty and powerful one, and He will take us to the finish line. Brothers and sisters, we live in a time of immense spiritual warfare. I'm not saying it's more or less than ages past but that when the lamb that was slain ascended to the throne, the scroll of God was opened. The kingdom of God is advancing, taking the various grounds that Satan and his kingdom of darkness have penetrated. We are in the midst of this cosmic war. We must stand firm. The weapons of the enemy are not unknown. It's idolatry, it's lies, it's persecution, it's temptations. But as Hebrews 12 says, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus. May the church in this generation have our eyes squarely fixed on the Lamb of God. No matter what is going on around us, He alone is our hope. He alone is our salvation. He alone will take us forward unto eternal glory. That's the end of today's episode. Thank you for listening. God bless.